And welcome back. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers, and class is back in session. Here for another guest speaker episode at AOA Studios. If you're an artist, content creator, podcaster of any kind, make sure you hit us up at aoastudios.org. Book your session today. And I am joined today by a very special guest. This man has been in the Boston scene for a long, long time, almost coming up on 20 years or so. Is that, is that correct? Past 20 past years. 20 years? Yeah. Okay. And uh, he is the lead vocalist of Still Gold. Everyone, please give a warm welcome to Mo Pope. What's up? What's up? I'm so happy you're here, man. This is great. What, oh, what I'm an happy honor. to be here. Thank sure. you so much for, for taking the time to be here. No, and no. I've just been loving what you guys have been doing with Still Gold since I like you know came on to you guys a few years ago. And um, I've like I said, your music has just inspired the hell out of me. And oh, uh, thank I'm you. so excited to be here and That's talk dope. to you. And um, yeah, seriously. So how you been though? How's things with you? I'm good, you know, maintaining, you know, trying to trying to keep my head above it all. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah. the tumultuous. <laughs> yeah. It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's, it's it's been a it's been a lot. It's been a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, so happy for you to be here. Um so this is the objective uh segment of the podcast where we get to know a little bit, bit about you and your your background. And I know that like growing up um, you and you've uh, grew up on like Bob Marley and Johnny Cash and Marvin mm-hmm. Gaye and like a bunch of those like artists at such a young age. Mm-hmm. And I know your background being not only a musician, but growing up, you were also like really into painting and art. So mm-hmm. I'm really curious of like how um, your early years as a kid, like growing up on that style of music and then also like being so involved in painting, like how did those two worlds kind of end up like colliding for you at such a young age? I mean, honestly, I went to uh, the Lewis Middle School and at the Lewis, I had a, a teacher named uh, Miss Zuhara Bilal, you know, and every class she would pick like, you know, two CDs. It could be uh, John Coltrane and, you know, uh Fresh Prince, uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, yeah, yeah. and the class would pick, you know, or it would be the Beatles and James Brown, something like you know, something that we might know, something we might not know, mm-hmm. and um, it didn't matter which one we pick because the next class she was always gonna play that other thing. So we were hearing like the Police and you know the Beatles and. The clash and and stuff like that things that we wouldn't normally have have heard you know Mm -hmm. so i think i always associated art with music from that point on you know it was middle school and i was here i was listening to music and she was giving us backgrounds on on these artists and what they did and hearing that you know david bowie was an artist as well and and all these other musicians were artists i I got on into basquiat early and uh he was a dj and producer so you know it was you know probably around that time is when i really just like i saw it all as an encompassing you Mm -hmm. know art is art you know Right, and that like music and visual, because like I know those, especially in today's world, like those two things are 
colliding so much. Like it almost feels like a necessity yeah. in this day and age we live in that you have to have, a, you know, an accompanying visual with your, with your music. Absolutely. Um, and so for you, like how has that translated into like how you see the music you're making now with still gold? Like when you guys sit down, is that um, a situation where, you are trying to accomplish a certain something visually and then the music sort of follows that or is it like the music definitely comes first and then you sort of figuring out visuals like after the fact? A little bit of both, sometimes both, you know. Um, there's a lot of artists in the group. Chris is an artist, mm -hmm. you know. Um, Tim Hall is a, a, is a producer and poet as well. Mm -hmm. uh, Ark is a video, he does videos and and uh visuals and stuff like that as well and john omen is a is a artist as well he creates uh, he's a photographer unbelievable photographer oh, wow. as, as one but um also creates these um sculptures with his brother uh michael um out of drums you know these these sculptures it's pretty it's pretty cool so like you know we're always kind of thinking outwardly we're thinking sure we're not just thinking about the song you know uh we do the song and we're like yo what is it what does this mean how, how to how what does this look like if it was a painting what does this look like as a visual what does it look like as an event mm. you know just the song <laughs> you know right, so right. we try to we try to think like that all the time and where you have all these artists in one space you know um and we we hang out a lot so like we're always talking about art and things and we're always sending each other stuff that just blow our minds. So, yeah. you know, and how, how can we do that? You know, what 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 are we told we can't do that we're supposed that we should do? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> yeah. you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, because I think you guys definitely feel like it's you're not afraid to either go against the grain or go no. against something that might be controversial but you but you guys believe it and like it always feels so genuine and like i just appreciate that and i definitely want to get a little bit into more about you know you guys and in your in your journey as a, as a band but mm -hmm. um i'm curious a little bit too about you as a painter like, so are you still painting to this day and I'm then still painting that's incredible yeah i'm still painting I'm so like actually, what's your favorite subject to paint like when you were younger and then like how's that different to, to i now? like faces okay it's like you know i, I do acrylics and uh, i really like faces um I love hands too. I'm just not good at hands, which is like hands are tough. I wish I could paint hands because I would do the, just that. I just love it. My, yeah. my 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 little one, uh, my little one is um, painting and doing all that stuff now, and she's loves hands, so she always draws hands, and I'm like, yo, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's it's awesome. like the one the one thing I really am not good at. She's like, I'm gonna perfect this, <laughs> you know. So yeah, that's what I love to do. I love to. I'm a people watcher. Anyway, so I used to I used to go to bars, um, you know, not so much nowadays, but I used to go to bars and like get a drink and draw people, you know, there because, you know, people in various states of laughing or talking about trauma or huh. or, you know, at the the edge of tears at yeah. <laughs> at a bar, you know, and I yeah. just watch them and I draw on these napkins and then I take all the faces and mash them together like a totem poles and um and then that would be like you know Bill's bar you know 1998 you know and it's all these so faces cool. from from that day you know so that I huh. that I drew and yeah I love doing stuff like that you know that's incredible so I love that and that is that like 
something that like is calming for you and like almost therapeutic or is that just something that you enjoy from an artistic perspective yeah i i mean i i'm the type of person i pay attention better when i'm drawing Hmm. you know and it's like a it's like a nervous tick i like i like to draw even when i'm in a studio i draw a lot which is the thing that's really cool is like what i didn't know is i I would go to the studio for years and uh even when arc was um the archetype was you know um uh recording someone else and i'm just chilling there in the studio i would just draw and i would leave i'd leave the the drawing there but he saved all of the drawings over the years so he has like a stack of drawings that i did in the studio which is pretty cool you know it's like i just like to draw you know that's so amazing big shout out to arc by the way and everybody yeah. still gold yeah. series everybody you mentioned but yeah arc's a great great guy and that's it's so awesome that he kept those for yeah. you like and that's yeah it's pretty dope man. that is pretty dope yeah. um you mentioned being a people watcher and yeah. I know growing up, you were very shy, very soft-spoken, and you mm. grew up in the projects, so it was like yeah. a, a difficult upbringing for sure. And um, and I was curious, too, because you being somebody that's a little bit more reserved and shy, and now kind of choosing the, the lane you've chosen, being the front man of this incredible band that's really making waves and being a hip-hop artist and vocalist and being somebody that's on stage co- constantly, how do you balance that? Like, or is that, is this, is there something where you innately have this different side of you where you're able to like on stage be a little bit more eccentric and a little bit more outgoing or is that something you had to like overcome over the years i'm kind of curious about that well it's it's tough man i think that hip-hop is the this it's hip-hop is this thing it's it's it is unbelievably beautiful but it it does put a lot on the artist Mm -hmm. in which you know you can't just create you know, uh, you have to be a tastemaker. You have to be a fashion designer. You got to be, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, you have to have your numbers up on the socials. You got to be aggressive. You got to be not too aggressive. You got to be humble. You got to like, you, there's a lot of things that MC got to be good at freestyle. I'm not good at freestyling. Like, you know, um, you know, but I try, I've always constantly just, done what I want to do and I and I know that that's not probably the thing that I should have done maybe in a lot of people's eyes but I just you know when people were going left I was going right and I've always enjoyed that and I I think that that's why I'm still here you know in a lot of ways yeah um you know my music's not for everybody I understand that like you know uh my the choices I've made is not for everybody um and I'm quiet I don't I don't like to be the center of attention too much but I do love to rap at a high level mm-hmm. I just love it I love it so much I love words and I love seeing MCs rap at a high level that's why I'm such a big fan of Boston hip-hop you know all the MCs that especially right now you know that are that are coming out like I, i'm just a fan of the music and, and the culture um so much so yeah i don't i would say that you know younger people man just do what you want to do you ain't gotta you know i'm not the loudest in the room i don't yeah. think i'll ever be i'm that's just fine. it's just not my thing yeah. you know that's totally but fine. but i'm doing all right no, Still. for sure. Well, you know, I think you're doing much better than all right for sure. I think you've been you've been quite an inspiration to a lot of people out here. And I, I so I guess to sum it up, it feels like 
for you, it was never about being the center of this tension there being about stage. It was always about just like contributing to the art scene. That's like what you've always wanted to do from the start. Absolutely. There are a lot of people cooler than me. <laughs> like, there's a lot of people who have way more things to say to me and I'm willing to listen. And I, I think that that's a, something that people that don't do, they always want to, they're always ready to talk. Right. And I'm willing, I'm willing to be the, the, to do this like oh I'd rather just listen to this person mm-hmm. and when it's my time to, to rap I'm gonna rap and I'll say what I gotta say mm-hmm. and not like you know so that's what I try to do I love that um I, I preach that to my students all the time like uh teaching English like listening really is a skill it's it's a skill that I think somehow got a little bit lost through over the years yeah. especially in the social media age you know with everybody and again I think it's important that everybody is you know be able to give their opinion on whatever it is but like i think that when you have to come from a place of understanding and a little bit more a place of being able to like know what it is you're talking about and like listen to the people that know what they're talking about and rather than just trying to i think like there's a quote i i saw recently it was like don't just don't listen to just speak back like actually listen to like like take it in and resp- and then respond. So I, I thought that was like a really interesting sort of way to look uh, at it. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I don't I don't really love that. You know. Plus, it's also like yo, not for nothing. We're doing this this culture, this this music that you know a lot of us are traumatized people. Mm-hmm. You know, and dealing with a lot, and then we have to go in front of cameras and act like and people and and act like we're not traumatized like we're not dealing with a lot and we're not like you know and i i don't you know there's joy there too there's there's obviously joy and there's all this good other stuff but yeah a lot if you're an artist and you're seeking the approval of other people you probably got a few screws loose (laughs) you know so you know that's all that's all (laughs) that's how i think about it no, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you for saying that. That was very, I think, very well articulated. Um, and I agree. I really do. Um, my last question in the objective part of this was how you sort of got into the Boston music scene as a as a, as a, as a hip-hop artist. Like, I know, um, how did you sort of, like, find your footing early on um, as a young artist trying to come up and really try to, you know, make a name for yourself? Or even not even that, just like we talked about earlier, just to contribute to the to the art scene here. Um, where did that sort of like start for you or where did it kind of start to like maybe turn a corner? I mean, much like new edition, it was talent shows like, you know, where I'm from, it's really talent shows. You started mm-hmm. out doing that. I had one group that I really like loved a lot. Like that was local, this group, uh, young nation okay. and young nation. I don't know where they are today or with, with, you know, if they're still, around or alive or whatever but that that was the one of the groups that i was like all right um them uh boston massacre uh which was a a young mark Marin, you know was in boston massacre and uh and you know i saw these groups and i was like i think i want to i think i want to do that um i was walking on the street i did city year years ago and uh I'm walking down the street. It's my first night uh, before orientation for City. I don't know if you know what City is. It's like a AmeriCorps program. Is that where is that? Uh, is that in Roxbury? It's in Boston. It's in Boston. Uh, okay. It started in Boston as well, gotcha. but it's okay. nationwide now. But, okay, I'm not. I'm not familiar. Uh, it's a AmeriCorps program. You do good for a year. You get college money, basically. Okay. You know, okay. feed the homeless, um, AIDS action. You know, things like that. Huh. And uh, 
and it was the day before orientation and I'm, I'm just walking around the street, just kind of reflecting on what my year is about to be. And, um, I was like 18 years old and this dude's like beatboxing for change on the side of the street. And, uh, he looks at me and goes, yo, you rap? And I go, nah. And he goes, yeah, you do. You just don't know it yet. So like, you know, I hadn't rapped at that point. I sang, I used to sing and dance, you know? And I really, I don't know what made me take it serious, but I went home that night and started started rapping. I started writing that night. And uh, I would go back periodically. The, the dude's name was uh, Radioactive. This kid, Radioactive. And um, he introduced me to his friend, uh, who this guy named Schumann, Professor Schumann. And yeah, that's how I started. You know, they gave me a name. They gave me my first rap name, you know, uh, Sound in Mind, because radio active with sound okay and schumann uh professor schumann professor mind sound in mind that was sound my mind okay that was my rap name <laughs> you know so you know uh yeah that's how that's how it happened it 18 19 years old that's a crazy story yeah it's like almost divine intervention in a lot of ways uh, they, they made fun of me every day until I, until I was good you know they just they would just beat up on me until I got better. Until you got you better, know, yeah. yeah. You're and, probably thankful for that, I'm sure, at this point. Yeah, yeah oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I hated it then. But yeah, right, right. <laughs> I hated it then, but I, I, yeah, they, they they changed my life in a lot of ways. I believe know? that. Wow, that's incredible. Um, where, like, were you playing, like, or for the talent shows, like, were a lot of these in, in Roxbury? I know you were talking about, like, that was, like, mm -hmm. popular where you were. Like, were, a lot, were they a lot in Roxbury, or were they more, like, outskirts of Boston and different things? No, like they were Roxbury, and you would go to, like, a, you start out in... in you know, these small talent shows, but then they would lead to something bigger, you know? Gotcha. And um, you start seeing the same people after a while. Right. It's like a circuit. But they also had this thing, a star search, okay. you know, when I was younger. And it was like, a, almost like the voice for oh. back then, okay. you know, it was like, you know, um, and people call in and vote, I, I guess. And um, yeah, it was, star search was like a big deal and it would lead... If you kept going through this like little talent show circuit, you could end up on Star Search, and I got I got pretty close, uh, you know. But um, yeah, I'm glad I'm not singing. It wasn't <laughs> wasn't for me. My voice changed, and, and yeah. I cannot sing to save my life now. <laughs> so, um, well, the, you know, the rapping is, thing seemed, yeah. seemed to work out pretty well. Yeah, I that's think. all right. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I definitely want to move on now to the main lesson, which is uh, a segment of the show where we talk about what is you got going on now and what you've been doing lately. So of course that's right now, a big thing was still gold. Um, you guys just recently, uh, within the last year or so, uh, dropped your latest project, Rock Boyega, which I was a, just a huge fan of. I still been bumping that shit. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I really do. And, um, I got very lucky to then thank, thankful to Ark for this because he invited me to your guys' album release, uh, mm -hmm. our, yeah, our album listening party, I should say before mm -hmm. it dropped. And, um, I remember, I had a talk to I had a phone call with John Glass later on that night and I remember like talking to him and I'm like, dude, I was just at the Still Gold uh mm -hmm. album listening party. He's like, dude, how was how was the album? And I'm like, it's amazing. Like I can't wait for this thing to drop. Like I just loved all the visuals and everything you guys like stood for with an album like that and just the the 
sort of messages that you were trying to to send and um i just am such a huge fan so i know that album took a long time for you guys to put together because Mm -hmm. you know you started it before the pandemic and then throw the pandemic hit and you had to pivot a little bit and change some things so i'm curious like you know what was the journey of making that album like for you guys as a whole and then maybe like if there's anything you wanted to include for you like as a you know you personally like mm-hmm. uh, around that journey because i'm sure it, it definitely changed its course i think throughout the you know four or five years you guys were working on it well, it was it was horrible like we were all separated you know the the pandemic did its did its thing you mm-hmm. know no one can get up we were like i was sending uh vocals on the the computer to him and you know it just it, it was a tough thing but like it is a look at where our minds were at like we hadn't hugged from anyone else other than our immediate people if you had a, people in your house you know it, you know we were separated and and I was writing these uh really sad things and some of them I didn't make the cut which is I'm kind of glad for but um but yeah you know it was it was nice and and yeah I, I got deep into John Boyega movies you know I started watching all these movies during that time and um yeah you know where it was it's a it's a brief uh look at at a band during probably one of the worst moments of our lives, mm-hmm. you know, but trying to keep it all together and and realizing that like, yo, I'm loved. There are a lot of people worse off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lost a lot of people during that. I lost a lot of friends during that time, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm proud of that. I'm proud, and it's probably our, uh, you know. My, I'm most proud of that record, and um, than any other of the other ones. I'm, you know, I love the other ones, but that is the one that like it took a lot to get that out. Yeah, it took a lot of work. You can hear <laughs> it. It's like it's 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 very audibly there. Yeah. Like you can you can really like hear the how the, the some of the pain and like mm-hmm. trauma that you guys were like putting out there, and it wasn't even like some of it was your own, but I feel like you were almost speaking for other people i think that's why like even someone like myself or like i can't really like relate necessarily to all of it but like it just like i can feel the the just um i feel like i have the empathy for like everything you guys were talking about like especially like a song like resisting right like it's a little mm-hmm. bit more abrasive and, and and brash but then it's all about like you know the heightened of like you know the police police brutality we were you know witnessing throughout the pandemic time and yeah. just like that just like i think really hit a, struck a chord with me when I when I first heard that song and, and saw the visual and then even with the album release party and then also the um or so the album release uh, listening event and then also your guys's like headlining show that night you guys both both those because I was both at both you played the um the video of John Boyega at the the rally like yeah. his emotion and like yeah. I mean that show brought me to tears man and I just was like you could tell that that like impacted you guys so much so i guess my question is is like how did you know that specifically like a a theme like police brutality or something like that like how did that shape a lot of how you guys like kind of finish the project off in a sense or like in that sort of second half of like um once the pandemic had hit and like sort of finishing at that in in that regard yeah i mean it's all encompassing like i i I think that when you end hip-hop or 
person of color, mm-hmm. young, no matter what race, background, whatever, uh, gender. Um, if you living in today's times, you're dealing with like a lot of stuff. You know, you're yeah. dealing with a lot of things. So like, um, I try to talk about what I see. You know, mm-hmm. uh, as much as possible. Um, you know, I want to be a dope MC too. You know, I want to. I want to just talk about being fly and and gold teeth and all that stuff too just like everybody else you know <laughs> but but I, I do feel like a sense of um like responsibility to do it I don't think it's for everyone I don't think everyone has to say what they what what they see I don't you know uh, that's the good thing about us being artists, you know. Um, I don't think every black person has to speak on the the traumas that they've they've, they've uh, endured. I don't think that's fair, you know. But um, I do I do feel like, you know, um, why not? I grew up with in in a certain time where hip hop was a bunch of things: gangster hip hop, this conscious. Uh, this this pop this you know and um i like to be a well-rounded artist you know when anything but i also like looking back on life and my kid asking me about certain things and me saying yeah this happened in the world and me being able to speak on things that directly were happening in this country and and um yeah so yeah, I, de- I definitely don't think everyone should have to do it, but I it's it's something that I think I need to do. Mm. You know, yeah, something you felt strong enough to yeah. compelled to do, and I mean, I'm glad you did, and and I think the body of work like really does speak for itself in a lot of ways. Um, and I, I'm, I'm I guess I, I've been a huge fan of it. I loved your guys' performance at the Paradise Rock Club, especially as well. Like there was just like so much emotion. I feel like that was brought into this project, even like on a song like Shimmer too. Like I loved the way in which you guys sort of uh, encompassed the, like the feeling of, I think what we were all feeling during the <laughs> pandemic, especially with the visual, like I think you guys just, I, I've always appreciated that about you guys as a band, like be, not being able to just speak out on social issues and, and racial issues or gender, like whatever it is and like making people feel like hurt. I think that that's, like I'm glad you feel like a sense of responsibility for that, and like you said, not everybody has to do that. But like I just no. want to com- commend you guys, especially you know yourself as like the, one of the lead vocalists, to like be putting yourself out there like that because you are as well putting yourself you know in front of uh, potential scrutiny as well if we're talking about some of these things and what, oh, yeah. and and that. So that's like you're ta- you're being brave. You're taking a risk doing that. So I just oh yeah, it's not it's not fun sometimes. We go into certain situations yeah. and I'm like. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, do, do we really want to rock this song today? And yeah. like, shout out to the band because they really, uh, they back whatever decision I make, you know, for the most part. And if I'm going to say something, man, it's really tough because they could be like, yo, I don't, maybe I don't agree with that. Right. Like, you know, but it, I should be able to write freely and mm-hmm. they respect that. And, um, but yeah, we've been in some situations where, you know, I, I get going and I don't really care if <laughs> if your feelings gonna get hurt. Yeah. You exactly. know? <laughs> so Understood. um yeah, so it it's you know 
I have to do it, but also like, yeah, I'm also trying to find joy again too. Mm. I'm trying to get back to to uh, that thing that made me want to write in the first place. Just yeah. emceeing and, and emceeing for emceeing's sake. But the world's so crazy that <laughs> you know, like I end up I end up writing about what I what I see. Right, you know? exactly. So, you know. I hear you. What's your favorite song on the project? If you had if you had to choose one. Oh uh, man. It's it's a short one, default. Default? Yeah. I like that one too. Yeah, you yeah. mind if we play a quick clip of that for the people and then I'll take a yeah. quick break? Absolutely. All right, we're gonna play a quick clip of default from Still Gold's latest album, Rock Boyega, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Real niggas don't die. Shit stinks, says Mike Pence to the fly. Like, mama said, boys don't cry. But that ain't the cure, said I'm here for it. Thoughts taking off like an airport. Supported by nobody who would care for him. Airborne germs in the mist. Somebody put wings in the hip. But the L tip burned like hell. After about an hour, I fell. In the couch, down to my last half ounce. Been thinking I'ma live, but I have my doubts. Yo. I got some raps to bounce. I'm looking for an ass to mount. I'm looking for a place to pout. Then attack the block like Moses. But there's way too many sharks in this ocean. To be frank, so low I sank. And so the more I drank, try to get the noose off. But the more I hang, the more I think about the roots from the tree I swang. It's what I think about when I hear the guns ring. Out on my block, that's by default. And that was Default off of Rock Boyega, Still Gold's latest project. Make sure you guys stream that if you haven't, if you've been clearly sleeping, if you haven't. Uh, it's linked in the description uh, on all platforms as well. There's plenty of music videos out, like for Rock Boy, uh, sorry, excuse me, for Resisting, as well as Shimmer um, and Caterpillars with Najee Janie. Big shout out to Najee Janie, friend of the, uh, great friend of the show. Um, I want to talk about the band as a whole for just a few because I, obviously with so many members, you have obviously Archetype, uh, yourself, um, Jonathan Allman on drums, uh, Tim Hall on different sort of um, brass and percussion, and then you have um, uh, Chris as well on additional vocals. And so I'm curious with you guys as a band, like you, it feels like there's such a meshing of different genres, like you coming up from more of a uh, hip-hop background, but also like also having a bit of a rock background, mm -hmm. like Chris clearly having like a, a punk influence arc i think had kind of has spanned over many genres tim mm -hmm. hall being you know obviously playing sax and sort of having more of a jazzy sort of uh tone to his his some of his like solo music and different things like that like i'm curious like how you guys are able to like bring that together in you know the year we're at like 2023 of like sort of this genre blending error that we're in and like you guys as music i still feel like is i don't i don't hear it often i don't hear like the punk rock sort of but then you guys are able to like strip it back and be a little bit more um melodic so i'm just kind of curious like when you guys all get into a space like what is it like creating a still gold song or a still gold album when you have so many different influences and all of you guys like how do you pick directions well we 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 we're constantly listening to music so we're we're big fans of like all music so we send each other different styles and stuff like that like where we're at like you know I, I could be on a uh i don't know if you heard of dijon you know i know yeah yeah i'm on a big dijon kick really i, know, I came huh. i came to dijon late but you know i 
I am every week I'm listening to something that's Dijon and um, you know Ark might be on a darling sidekick and he's sending me stuff I'll send him stuff you know we'll constantly do that all all of us do that and even though technically the the uh, the voicings is really me and Ark you know Mm -hmm. Ark starts with something or or I'll I'll write something and that that'll be how the thing starts. But um, listening to each other, each other's suggestions yeah. takes a song to a different place, you know, takes a beat to a different place. It becomes not just a beat and an MC becomes a produced, well-rounded uh, song. And um, we're heavy collaborators. There's a lot of talent in Boston. We we like Tons. to we like to add a lot of people. You got uh, Will Daly out there. You got Latrell James. Mm-hmm. You got Tori Tori, Joe McCracken. You got you got a lot of uh, different styles of of music here. Why not Why not add them to the foray? Right. Because it also builds up your music, and it's this this is. This is what Boston sounds like. It's all these different sounds, mm. you know. So, um, so yeah, that's how we like to do it. It's, it does usually start with me and Ark, you know. But um, Tim come in, listen to it, and put his put his stamp on it. We're ve- we're very big on letting people do what they do. We don't push people in the direction. Um, we just had uh, Naomi uh, Westwater and in recently a uh, great musician. And um, they were like, so how do you want to do this? And I was like, I'm going to just play you some things and you tell me what <laughs> resonates with you. And I'm going to let you what you hear and what what it makes you feel like is what it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, don't don't worry about what I wrote. If if you hear something else, I'll switch up what I do, you know, to accommodate because I'm like, I would rather you feel free. To create, you know, and then we'll figure out how all of that works. Throw everything at the wall and then we'll peel it back if we have to, you know. That's a really interesting process. I really like that answer. Um, And like allowing, I think that probably, you probably get the best out of your collaborators in a sense, right? Instead of them trying to fit into what a mold that you guys are thinking about, it's like the opposite. It's like, hey, come on and we want to work with you because we love your sound. How can we figure out how our sound can like work around you? Yeah. I, I like I like that because I think that I think, I think like I said I think you're getting the best out of the collaborator or feature or whoever you have on the on the song or, or whatever I think that that like kind of lends itself and that probably helps you guys grow too as as musicians. Yeah, we we've, we've just been lucky. We've worked with so many different styles of music and yeah. different musicians that were like, you know, what? <laughs> why would I have them work within a box? You know, let's let's and and if none of these things work, let's create something you know, together right now, you cool. know, rather than like try to fit and mold into something, you know? So yeah, it's pretty dope. And shout out to Ark for always being, you know, open to whatever, you know? Yeah, he really, yeah, he really is. not I mean, I don't know him as obviously as well as you do, but mm-hmm. in my experience with like knowing him, like he's always been that way with me. Like he's on a, he's on a project that I'm working on currently as well. And same thing. He's just mm-hmm. like very, right away he was like yeah this sounds like a great idea like you know i'd love to contribute like he's just yeah and i've just really appreciated uh his energy like as well Mm -hmm. in that like 
you know, being open to like new ideas and different things like that. It's really been really cool for, for someone like me too, who like, again, he doesn't owe me a thing. So it's been really cool to like, um, have that as well, even, even in just a little bit of sense. So I'm mm. sure with you guys, it's, it's even more tenfold. Um, I want to talk a little bit as well, of course. I mean, we kind of we kind of left this a little too for too long. Uh, the Gold Fest that you guys just put on in the summertime, I thought that was like amazing, and I want to really do a deep dive into that. But first, it's actually time for a pop quiz. Okay. So, on pop quiz, here's how, horrible quiz. Here's, here's how, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. The the quiz is mostly about you, so as long as okay. you know yourself or in in your band, you'll you'll be fine. On Pop Quiz, for anybody that doesn't know, is a you know Phantom Mo Pope or Still Gold coming on to us for the first time. Uh, Pop Quiz is a segment of the show where we ask our guests rapid fire questions. Um, some of them have to do with music, some have absolutely nothing to do with music, and just maybe about things that you like and your interests, um, or maybe not rather. Um, so I'll start off with something. Maybe no, actually might not be that easy for you, depending upon. <laughs> um, this is one gotta go. So there's I'm gonna name three bands to you, and one of these. I guess either doesn't never exist or you can never listen to them again. We'll, we'll, oh, we'll say that. Geez, Not, you can't right. listen to them ever again. We'll say that. New Edition, The Beatles, and The Eagles. I know those are three of your favorite bands. So which The Eagles. Eagles are going? Eagles got to go. Okay. Yeah, new, de- new Edition stays forever. Um, the Beatles is like, yeah, they, okay. they stay. Easy enough. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so next couple are, uh, how did you food- know that? That's like, so- <laughs> like- <laughs> Oh, don't, don't, don't worry. There's more. Um, I know you're a pancake connoisseur and you Yo. love making pancakes. Um, what's your favorite type of pancakes to make? And if you were to go out for pancakes, like for, to like a diner or whatever, maybe it's around Boston or maybe somewhere else, like who makes the best pancakes other than yourself, of course, nobody makes the best pancakes other than me. <laughs> so, so I've heard st- just to be clear, you know, <laughs> Mopo makes the best pancakes. Make so the best pancakes. Who makes the second best after you then? I don't know, honestly, cause I'm such a snob about pancakes just, that I, okay. I get French toast if I, if I have to, <laughs> because they can't possibly make a better pancake than me. So, um, I get, I would, I would, Honestly, I, I'm tied for uh, bacon pancakes. Bacon pancakes? Yep. You put bacon in the pancakes? Sure do. That's crazy. I've never seen anything or heard anything like that in my yep. life. Yeah, yeah. All that's, right. You know, that's what you get when you come to uh, Shea, Shea Pope's, you know, so cuisine. Say, I'm, I'm coming over for breakfast, bro. <laughs> let, let me know when. Coming over for brunch. Bacon pancakes. I might have to even try that, but I'm a little scared. Uh, so, or or my my little one likes some uh, chocolate chip, but different variations like blueberry chocolate, huh. strawberry chocolate, pancakes, stuff like that. Interesting. Know. I was always a big blueberry pancake guy myself. Yeah. So, okay, great. Toss some chocolate chips in there. Yeah. What happens, yeah, bro? Just a few. You know? <laughs> Mopo's the pancake connoisseur people. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I've heard. Apparently. Smothered in gold too. Got to be a lot, a lot of butter. Yes. 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 It's not a pancake without the butter. I feel no. like I think that like kind of is, is important that, that makes it. <laughs> no. Um, favorite cheesecake flavor. Oh my god! And you're a huge cheesecake guy. Uh, I'm an original, original just type. Yeah. Do, I, do we put I a little could, strawberry on it, or is it just straight? Yeah, I do. Junior's Junior's original with the strawberry, you know, that's you know, go to go to New York, get yourself some juniors get the original. Okay. You know. I like it. Um, I know you hate pumpkins. What is so gross about pumpkins to you? 
<laughs> it's just it, like I, it, no diss to my Caucasian brothers and sisters, but <laughs> this is, it is the grossest thing ever. It's like as soon as like September comes around, you see a pumpkin lattes and and all types of like pumpkin cheesecake muffins. Oh, just cut it out. It's just it's gross. Um, but strangely, I like sweet potato pie. But I've had pumpkin pie, and it does not compare. It the one is superior than the other, and and then like not a little superior, vastly superior. So, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a big pumpkin racism. Guy myself, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I definitely don't like. Pumpkin no, I'm, pie. I'm with you. I'd rather. I'd prefer sweet potato pie over over pumpkin pie myself. Yeah. I really. I'm not a huge pumpkin guy myself either. Yeah. So there's not definitely not pumpkin in this Canes. There's absolutely not. Uh, not a sponsor, by the way. But Canes can be if you want to be. Uh, you know, reach out. No pumpkin um, coffee, people. No. Please stop. Please. <laughs> I, you know what's kind of driving me nuts is like I feel like. In August, they start the pumpkin thing now. Have you noticed that? Like all of a sudden, like you see, yeah, like, it's a, like it's I, in too... August, I'm like, it's not even. Can summer's not even over yet? Can we like at least enjoy the rest of summer, like the next couple of weeks we have, and, instead of like rolling out pumpkin? It's they, good, you know. And I hate, I hate the term. It's giving. It's like people do it too much. Yeah, but it's giving pilgrim colonizer pumpkin latte is that's what it's giving. <laughs> <laughs> to me <laughs> like no no pilgrim food for me no please pilgrim food. <laughs> oh that's awesome i love it great great answer um so i've heard that your old nickname uh used to be boom boom from your days as a drummer in wow. mission one so how did that nickname come to be wow dude you're pretty you're pretty you're pretty good thank you <laughs> i appreciate that it um, means a lot come from you <laughs> boom boom can't my grandfather used to call it my grandfather was a very tough man and he loved boxing and uh at one point i wanted to box okay you know i actually enjoyed fighting when i was <laughs> when i was younger <laughs> you were but, soft spoken soft spoken so, yes. but that could that could turn on a dime yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah boom boom is where where that came from okay. and um the only ones who call me that is like Brandy Blaze, shout out to my cousin Brandy. I love you. <laughs> and, shout out uh, Brandy Blaze. Brandy and like my cousins, my older cousins still call me call me that. But too funny. You know, yeah, they don't they don't, none of them call me as Mo. I'm boom boom. Boom boom. <laughs> so. That's incredible. Um so speaking of Brandy, we actually we did have Brandy on at the tail end of last year with uh Tayshaun mm-hmm. Taylor and um Todd. And so what we when we did pop quiz with Brandy, mm-hmm. we found out that she hates moths. And so that was like a whole thing. I've heard you hate mouths. So is it safe to say that bad breath is one of your biggest pet peeves and turn offs and all no, that? And, and I'm not proud of this. This is not, I don't want people to sit there and think that I'm like, oh, you're ugly. Cause I don't look at people as ugly or, or cause I don't like that. You know, I, I love people, you know, but a nasty mouth is like, like when you get the, like and this just happened the other day actually I, <laughs> someone was talking in the the froth moved oh, the, to the oh, other oh. side and they I'm keep, like checking myself they right kept now, talking <laughs> a nasty mouth you know is you know yuck mouth is no is yeah I, I fixate on it I look at it and I can't stop looking and I'm not proud of it 
I'm not. I'm, no, not well, not perfect. I'm well, not proud okay. of this. So I'm ashamed <laughs> that I have this inside of me. But yes, that that is the thing. Okay. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> I hate to admit that. That's okay. But it is what it is. Um, we all have our we all have our like our gross <laughs> pet peeve or turn off thing. I get it. Um, yeah. So I know you. That's my last question in pop quiz. By the way, you're doing great. You're, you're doing doing awesome. Um, I know you're a big comic book guy, but you definitely yes. prefer DC over Marvel. That's like Dude. not even a question for you. It's not even a question. So for in terms of DC comic books, what would be considered you consider like your Mount Rushmore of like DC comic books, like your top four of all time? Top four DC. Hmm. I'm a, I'm a big Batman person. Like I do like Marvel. I just I like Marvel years later and dc was what i was looking at when i was a kid superman and you know it's the early stuff but i do like green lantern okay. and i like um you know batman batman i think is like the bat family that is like to me some of the best stuff but it hasn't been portrayed in it in a good way quite yet in in my opinion i did like the the new Batman from uh, I was very good yeah Matt I was Reeves, very impressed Reeves, with that right? one yeah I like that yeah same you know but I'm not like all the like the flash I watched the flash I'm I'm kind of disappointed to be honest it's a damn shame Marvel was on such a tear for so long but mm-hmm. now they've kind of trailed off and I'm like they were yeah. they were they were killing D- DC they they, were killing oh now, well in terms of movies it wasn't yeah. it wasn't close yeah they were killing them it and wasn't I, even close yeah and I I, I am a fan of X-Men because I feel like X-Men is the best way to understand racism in, in the world it was a good way to re- as a kid read a comic book and understand like oh they don't like the mutants like you know and mm-hmm. they, they shun the mutants just because they were born differently and like you know it was an easy way to like understand that but like yeah dc i think is more nostalgic for me and it's my entry point to comic books so that's what i i love today fair enough fair enough i'm with you i think um it's been i think again i, I hope that this maybe new dc world that they're potentially gonna build with the new batman they just did like i'm hoping dc kind of like leans into that a little bit more mm-hmm. but i'm with you like it's my biggest my, one of my biggest pet peeves in general as an english teacher and someone that likes books and different things like mm-hmm. that i cannot stand when they take a book that i really really loved and they just ruin the film adaptation it like really drives me nuts because i'm like oh my god you missed the whole point yeah. of like what this book could have been in film like i've seen it over and it over drives and me over nuts and over it's and so over. bad it just breaks my heart you know there's yeah there's oh, this yes. there's this book series uh that i loved as a kid it's called cirque du freak and mm. it was essentially a picture like twilight but like without all the romance and all that junk it was like very gory mm. and it was like intense and like i don't know why it was even ya to be honest with you it was very much like i don't think i reread them as an adult and like these definitely aren't ya mm-hmm. but um, Universal ended up when I was like in high school, or whatever. Bought the rights to the to the movie, oh, and man. they cast like John C. Riley as like the main <laughs> vampire, like who it's like. Okay, if you read these books, John C. Riley is probably one of the last people that I would have ever cast for this. Yeah. They made it so corny, and then like yeah. ruined the whole thing. And then because it was so corny, and like the core fan base like hated it. It did yeah. horrible at the box office, and they never made it on like another movie. Obviously, but it just drove me nuts. I'm like. We made this a Disney movie when this is like far and away not like 
if you, I'll even throw like one of the the book covers on the screen you're seeing here. Like, tell me that 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 book cover. I'll show you afterwards. That that is not. That, that can't possibly be a Disney movie. Like the book yeah. covers were like all oh, this blood and like all this like crazy shit. Like drove me nuts. Sorry, I mean I'm sorry. My rant's over. I apologize. <laughs> they haven't been able to, in my opinion, they haven't been able to. If the exception of this last Batman movie, because that last Batman movie was everything that, was great, that you would want, that shit was great. and it was aggressive, but yet it wasn't rated R. You know, right, and right. yet it was it was the Adults could like it. Young people should be able to like it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was a very good movie. So I thought it was really good. I like the psychological standpoint of it, too. Yeah, I want them to stay on that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Really, you know, but but I want them to introduce some of these other characters. Martian Manhunter, you know, give me the Black Green Lantern, you know. <laughs> give me, like, you know, to give me, some, give me some other stuff, you know. So I'm hoping... James Gunn he turns the ship around. Yeah. That's my hopes. So at least getting the Riddler in it, like that was kind of cool. Like I, yeah. hadn't, I hadn't seen like him. It's like when Jim Carrey did that, like way back in the day. And then that was it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I thought the new one was really good. I thought I was a little skeptical about Robert Pattinson as a mm-hmm. Batman. I was like, how is he gonna I'm a like? Fan. I'm he's a great. Fan. Yeah. Like really, I was like surprised. I mean, I'm, I'm for a long time I've always been a bit. I mean, bi- biased. I was a Bale guy, but like. On the on the low though, he's one of the best actors that most people don't know. Like yeah. he has he's had some like indie films that are like you're like, Oh, he's a different dude every movie. Besides the twi- Twilight films trash. Well but, back yeah, but that's, that, well, that's what I mean. I you feel know. like people put him in that sort yeah. of stereotypical box yeah. of like, okay, he's just like because that was his biggest film, he was the Twilight guy. So I think mm-hmm. No, there was that what was that other movie? It was like all in black and white. It was with um Oh, the Lighthouse. Yeah, that shit was kind of yeah, crazy. Yeah, crazy. That, shit was, that wild. was crazy. Crazy yeah. film. Crazy film. Yes, it was. I thought that was wild. But yeah, no, he's definitely, a, a, like you said, a much more well-rounded actor than people give him credit for. But yeah, it was like, I was really surprised. Even like within the first 10 minutes, I was like sold on him as a Batman. I Robert was like, Pattinson yep. on, on the low is like a Tom Hardy level actor and people don't know it. 100%. You know, so. 100%. Shout out to Robert Pattinson if you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not, but if you are. Um, well, Mo. You did it. Pop quiz. You got through it. Thank well you. done. You're welcome. <laughs> you did great. <laughs> Told you it was going to be too bad. Um, still gold. Uh, sorry. It's not still gold. Gold fest. Gold fest. Damn. Like, people that were there, you know, already know what I'm about to say. Because this is like, it was honestly, and I'm not saying it's because you're here. I've said this to so many people. Mm-hmm. It was like one of the best events I've been to in Boston, like independent wise, like since I was like, been a part of like, or not part of or so since I've been in, kind of involved in the music scene, I should say here within the last four or five years, I, I was blown away with what you guys were able to accomplish getting like earth gang and dead prez to be on the lineup. And then, you know, just featuring all of these unbelievably talented people that are coming out of here, like Oompa, Billy Dean, Thomas, Latrell James, mm-hmm. key van Buren, obviously yourselves. Um, you know, I'm really just kind of curious of like how this started because I know like very few conversations I've had with you and Tim and and Ark on this. Like, I know it was just one of those things where you kind of just went to the mayor's office and you're like, "Can we do this eventually?" And then it kind of like went fast from there. So I'm kind of curious, like, how did this come to be? Like, and and are and how do you feel now after like a few months after it's been sort of all said and done? It was um it it was it was very hard you know um luckily we had uh, extremely capable people 
helping us along the way. Um, uh, shout out to the uh, Mayor's Office of Arts and Culture. Um, they really are incredible. I, I did not know that they existed beforehand. Um, and they're doing, I mean, if, if you pay attention, the amount of events that have happened in the last year, bringing uh, black and brown art to the city, bringing different uh, uh, events based on, um, you know, culture, you know, and it, for the arts, it, it's it's very, um, it is very different than what I grew up with, you know, in Boston. So the amount of cool things to do in Boston, you can't say that there's nothing to do here now. You really can't. Um, for sure. So hopefully people continue to support uh, um, the mayor's office of arts and culture. And, and you know, um, yeah, they, they really helped our, you know, bring the vision together. And I, what I did was went there to talk about it. And luckily Billy Dean Thomas was there and was like, listen, let's, let's collaborate. Let's make, let, let's take our, our resources, your resources, put them together, see what happens. And let's, um, try to, you know, I, I know this much, you guys know that much. Let's, let's just try to do this together. And, um, and it worked. It worked. Very well. <laughs> it really you know, did. Um, I was telling uh, Billy Dean Thomas, um, and you know, shout out to Val as well for helping. Uh, you know, without Val uh, and and Billy Dean Thomas, I don't. And Mayor's Office of Arts and Culture, it wouldn't have happened. Like we we couldn't have done it on our on our own. Right. Like, right. but it's luckily, you know people don't have to do things on their own. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, you have community out there to, to help support each other. Yeah. And, um, but the thing is, is that like Billy Dean Thomas is like one of like the LSMCs anyway, <laughs> you know, oh. it needs to be crazy, you know, really needs to be, um, um, propped up a little bit more and and so that people can really understand that the full weight of of the skills you know so hopefully people saw that and understand that that there there's people out there supporting your artists in 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 yeah. the city and also they're pretty nice they're pretty nice at what they do you know I mean so so, that set yeah. was crazy. Like the choreography, like all of it. Like I think it's just such a good job of. Yeah. And I wasn't super familiar with Billy before mm -hmm. then either, which was like shame on me. So like I was able to finally, you know, listen to the music and like afterwards, and I was like, and I was really just enamored by the performance as a whole. Um, I just I was so just like, like it was just so cool to be there and just like to witness it for mm -hmm. myself, just because of like, like you said, even like you've been in this way longer than I have, but like. You know, right when I got into, you know, sort of getting sort of um, was getting familiar with the scene like four or five years ago, like these types of things weren't happening at the time. And now, like within like you said, within the mm -hmm. last year or so, I feel like this there's been this 
ramped up, sort of speak, of like all these different sort of events that have happened. And I feel like this was like the pinnacle of it. Like it was so cool for you know the whole Boston like sort of city plaza to be sort of sectioned off for this. You had all the food trucks and different vendors and a beer garden, and you had all these amazing performances, not only from like local talent, but like I said, talent like Earth Gang and Dead Prez. Earth Gang, I've been on to for long long time because mm-hmm. i'm such a huge dreamville guy and i've loved outcast for a long time and i feel like they're like almost like a new age outcast like yeah, i've just gravitated yeah, to them yeah, so much i don't and know if they uh, you know i don't know if they love that but they probably don't i don't mean I, that in like I, a negative way but. When i heard them that's what i that when i first heard yeah. them that's what i was like wow they're like yeah. a they're like a second coming or like you yeah. know for a, a different generation sure know? so yeah yeah. yeah what was it like to and then obviously and then oh my god PSA as well like you're getting somebody yeah. that like is just so <laughs> naturally gifted at hosting events yeah. like he was just perfect for it <laughs> the whole time yeah it was it's a lot big of shout fun. out to PSA but um yeah you know for for us it was more so like we were looking towards the future it's mm-hmm. something that we wanted to do um before they had these really dope festivals before and um you know they stopped, you know, and we're just making sure that there's free programming that is uh, up to par. You know, not everybody has the money to go to a Boston calling, you know, so sure. how do we how do we do something to honor um, the city, you know, and, and give back and let them enjoy a day of, of art and, and music? And, you know, they mayor's office. Too many people to name, but they they really they un, they got it. They understood it, and they did what they said they were going to do. And a lot of people don't, and I appreciate them for that so much. You know, yeah, like that's I think the biggest thing, right? Like understanding that this took so many people to accomplish, and mm-hmm. like for like you said, to like for them to be to understand the vision. And like help you guys execute it in the way that it was like meant to be executed. And then especially like I feel like it all kind of just worked out so well too. It was like coming up on the fifty years of uh hip hop to like celebrate that, which was like unbelievable. And like you said, to like revive this festival that had happened in the past, but I I, again, I, I hadn't been there to witness any of them. I had heard that like mm-hmm. they either were getting like not funded properly at that point or like they were like a little out of control, like the last few that they had had. Like I just loved that everybody came together and like there were no problems. Like everybody just was like happy to be there, like treated it with like such respect and like understanding like, wow, we are like so lucky to be able to like witness this and have this here yeah. and everybody, nobody acted out of pocket. Like, and the fact that it was free, like, com- like you said, like yeah. not everybody can afford to go to a Boston calling. Right. Like, yeah. so it's for, for that to be even on the table, like to be that way, like free of the public. Like it's just, I, I a lot of people I know from Boston don't go to Boston calling. Yeah, <laughs> you no, know? I, I hear you. So, <laughs> so, I mean, that's the, you know, um, that's the sad part about it. You know, shout out to Boston calling. One of the few festivals that allow, uh, um, you know, local artists to be a part. So, sure. Know, it's like them. Know. And the only other one that I know of, like around here, that's like super, that has like a, like a quite a bit of, is like a levitate, but yeah. and they, and they're, they do a pretty good job of like getting local bands into theirs mm-hmm. as well. Um, was just at that this past summer too. And it was a really great experience, but, um, yeah, no, I just, I, I just like loved the idea of what you guys were able to do. And I think what it, what it says, I said this in, a, um, 
we'll like recap video I did for you guys too. But like, I think what it like really shows is when you have an idea, like sometimes it all, and all it takes is just to ask the people that can try to help you make it happen. Yeah. Like, you know, if you had been either too nervous or like, ah, this probably is going to work anyway. I'm not even going to bother. Like, you know, you guys impacted hundreds of people to like have a memory that yeah. we all wouldn't have had otherwise. And like something that feels like it could have longevity. Like I, I know yeah, maybe that's you, the, that's the hopes. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, I know it's a lot of work. I'm not putting that on, but, I'm not putting that on point, you, but, but like, you know, there's a lot that goes into it right. and you know, we're, we're starting to have those talks Mm-hmm. now so you know if people want it they gotta hit up the mayor's office and say hey we want this again yeah you know? <laughs> so what was the biggest challenge in putting something like this together like i know there's probably a lot of roadblocks and a lot of different things that were difficult but like what was like the was there something that uh like stood out to you the most as like being like the biggest hurdle that you had to get across i mean just ignorance we you know uh i think a second go round would go a lot smoother because we kind of understand what goes into it a little bit. There's a lot of things we didn't have to handle, you know, because either, uh, uh, you know, the arts and culture uh, handled it, you know, or or uh, Val handled it mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, but you know, the licensing and all that stuff like that, space, getting an architect, like you know. There's a lot that we just did not know going into it and how much time it would take mm. to make it happen. You know, um, money. Money is always an, an issue. But um, for the most part, it, it you know, um, I don't want to say that it wasn't hard because it, it, really, it really was extremely hard. It's just, I would say the biggest hard part was was finding these headliners because the 50th anniversary of hip hop, although a great thing for the culture of hip hop and throughout the the, the world, you know, um, everyone's booked. <laughs> it was, it was That's really, what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> it was it, it was sifting through who would be available, right, and hoping that there was a sliver of hope because i mean earth gang wasn't available either you know it's like nobody you know just things just they decided to do it you know which is like yeah how did that happen if you couldn't share as much as you were able to can't can't okay i can't but, but um but yeah you know at the end of the day like you know uh uh billy dean thomas shout out you know it, it make it um made it happen Interesting. you know and wow. um you know, at at the end of the day, did, I think that was the hardest thing. There was there was this swell of of love for, and respect for showing that people care about hip hop, mm. but everyone was booked. <laughs> everyone <laughs> was like, That's so crazy. even like people that we knew uh, that we had in our pocket that we knew, we're like, oh no, we we doing uh, they're doing something else. We doing rock the bells, <laughs> like, you right, know, right. like and they're like, oh okay. Well, I mean, having said that, it still definitely worked out yeah. very well. So I'm I'm definitely hoping that more more come, comes of it, and I will definitely be in attendance yeah. and any other ones that that do that do come up come about. Um, my last question in the main lesson uh, segment of of this is uh, you just being a veteran in the Boston scene now um, and seeing the growth over the last twenty to twenty five ish years of you know being a part of it. Um, I'm wondering for you like what's the biggest difference that you've seen in 
sort of where when you started in the scene to where you are now and uh, or sorry where the scene is now excuse me and also like are there any artists that are coming up right now that you feel like are maybe ones you mentioned earlier as well but if there's any others that you've come across as well that like really inspire you or that you are like wow like these these this is this is the group of artists that are going to like kind of take the torch so from to speak. from boston yeah like from boston or, or massachusetts like any of the surrounding communities yeah well the thing is is like uh boston has a uh boston for even when i first started had this thing of like they really attached themselves to to someone new mm-hmm. you know and then after about a year throw them away throw them away yeah. you know and then they, they don't want to hear from that artist no more because <laughs> someone else knew was going to come around right, which yeah. is like I feel like is a huge detriment to culture 100% you know uh, in the city um, I look at like people like Zarface Zarface is like consistently dope uh, for years esoteric you know seven O. um yeah. consistently for years just being fly and again going against the grain not doing the exact same thing when i grew up boston hip-hop was white guys in celtics jerseys and and oversized fitted caps you know <laughs> and like <laughs> and you know that stayed that way for quite a long time unfortunately um you know, it just they they did not want to. They weren't listening to people from Roxbury mm-hmm. and stuff, and and actually in propping them up. Like you know, uh, the thing that I see today is is like an oompa, like you know, just being so dope, and people recognizing that's dope. Doesn't matter what it is, what category it fits in. Mm-hmm. This is what represents Boston today. Seeing a Latrell James, this is what represents Boston today. Cousin Stiz, you know, um, you know, to to even Millie's. It's it's not it's not really just Boston. It's it's Massachusetts. You know, there's there's a lot of great Massachusetts artists that are that are out today and um and I'm blown away. Key, you know um, Key, we just had Key in here. Yeah. Key <laughs> Key is a um, big fan, you know. Um but yeah I I'd say it, I gotta if I gotta put my 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 favorite on anyone is is gotta be Brandy and Oomp. Mm-hmm. You know, Brandy Brandy is like was slept on for a long time. No one gave Brandy no no love. So I'm happy that finally people understand the talent, actually listen to what Brandy gotta say. Um one of the f- flyest live shows, you know, but Oompa Oompa is like if you don't know, all you gotta see is Oompa live once, and you're a fan for life. Yep. And I, I say this, I say this with my full chest. Um, when I hear Oompa, I hear home. Uh-huh. You know, I hear Roxbury. You know that voice. I actually hear the Roxbury in it. You know, so, so, um, yeah. You know, I'm, 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 I'm just lucky I lived during this time to see the progression of what music is here now you know yeah i yeah i think now the biggest thing that i've seen too as well like going off everything you said i feel like more people are like willing to like you said like lift each other up a bit you know i think like that narrative of boston has i think started to kind of fade a little bit you know maybe not in like other scenes throughout the country potentially but like i think around here people are starting to be like 
all right, it's not this whole like competitive sort of thing mm-hmm. where like we have to like, you know, jump on each other's backs and like to lift ourselves up. It's like we're, you know, people are starting to kind of like lift each yeah. other up and like give each other opportunities and different things like that. And, um, and just support. I think that's the biggest thing, but, um, I love what you said about like Oompa sounding like home. That's like such a, it's gotta be like, that's an incredible compliment. I'm sure. And like, um, I've, uh, yeah, huge fan of her, like seeing her live. Like that was, I mean, I had been a fan of hers already, but then seeing her live, I was like, I completely agree. Like just the, everything that she clearly puts into her pre- stage presence and performance was just like mm-hmm. uh, incredible. I, I, was I, so I just find it, it just, there's this weird thing that happens in, in, and I don't know if it's in all music, but uh, I, I can only speak from a hip hop standpoint is, is there's this weird thing that happens. It's like, how does me saying that I love this person's music take away from me? You know it what I mean? It shouldn't. If anything, like, it should do you know, the opposite. I, don't, I, think, I, I really don't understand it. And and like I said, most of the people that I've mentioned, I've I've worked with in some way, shape, or form. The only person I have in is Key. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, not for nothing. Key has made a lot of noise in a very short amount of time, mm-hmm. you know? so Absolutely. Um, you know, so I'm I'm very lucky that I have been able to work with pretty much most of of the greats that have that have been here. You yeah. know, and um I'm I'm very lucky for that, you know. Yeah. Most people, you know, after twenty something years of music is not is not being like making music that people want to hear. So sure. I'm I'm appreciative of where I am. I'm appreciative of where the city is and the talent that's coming out of here because it only makes us better. You know exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. I think it, you know we we've struggled for a long time to be a national sort of scene that's like looked at as so. And I think like you said, the the stronger the scene gets, it's just I think it, like it allows everybody else to sort of reap those benefits. Mm-hmm. And sort of be a part of this and, and to be part of something a little bit greater, you know? Um, and that's why I've always liked about you guys. Like, again, something like your, your guys' last latest uh, project, Rock Boyega, like having a Latrell on, having Brandy on the, on the album, having a, someone like Najee Janie, like who's a little bit more of a new school Roxbury mm. guy, but like you like, I love Najee. Too. Oh my God. Same. Like <laughs> Najee is such a light. Man. He really is. Yeah. He's such a light. And yeah. anyone Super else? Talent. Super talent. Yeah. songwriter songwriter yeah i've seen him go to work on a beat i was at uh nowhere for like one of their tuesdays and um glass was playing this beat and you know Najee's just sitting on the couch just i can see he's he's writing and he's rapping to himself and just like you i see the gears turning it was so cool to watch and then like within 10 minutes he's like i'm ready and then like just jumps in there and just like like bust out one like the craziest verses in like one take and i'm sitting there going my brother's there too and he's and he used to like go there a lot and he, he'd he text me afterwards like even in the days i wasn't there he's like dude Najee like busted out like three songs in like yeah. in two hours it was crazy you know what i mean like or whatever and uh, just yeah and just his it, how gracious he is too just like how just like nice of a human being he is too like that's that's like the cool coolest thing too of like seeing these people and like knowing noticing like when you actually meet them like how nice people they are too it makes you want to even root for them even more absolutely you know? but it, you know what though it's like think about it like the the artists in the city uh, in massachusetts right you got millie's right mm-hmm. say av 
or say uh, Najee, mm-hmm. or say, uh, you know, uh, or say um, Cake, Cake Swag. Cake Swag. You know, uh, none of them sound alike. Not one. No. Not one of them sounds alike, and it, it blows my mind. Like nobody, and Key too, and then she brings yeah, in a whole different. Like, nobody. Thing. It, how do how how is it that people aren't understanding the level of talent in this area, and yet no one's biting nobody knows? I don't know if that's a detriment or 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 whatever, but I just I can't believe it that all these people around here and no one's like, oh, I'll just. Patting my stuff after Millie's. He's successful. I'll just do what he's doing. Right. You know? <laughs> like I think there's pros and cons to that in the sense of like the only con I think being the fact that um and I've heard this like kind of narrative that like we've kind of been lumped like Massachusetts, New England, like the sound has kind of been lumped into like New York's sound, so to speak. So like mm-hmm. because we maybe don't have like a quote unquote sound that's come out of here, like Atlanta, a lot of those artists had a sound you had the west coast they had a certain sound chicago there was a certain sound like i feel like that's yeah, the but only new york didn't though if yeah. you think about it trial yeah. call quest that's fair that's uh fair. de las uh uh wu-tang true you know that's like true. They think about all the artists that came asap right like right, all these right. like that's a good point all these casts came from new york then they don't set like even if you're just going year by year like uh the, within a 10-year gap those people didn't sound the same. Sure. The next 10 years, the next decade, none of those people sounded the same. Like, you know, I, I, it's, it's crazy that people think that you need to have a certain sound in order to, in order to elevate your, your region. Right. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. No, it certainly doesn't to me either. And I was only more, but more or less, but I definitely stand corrected on that because you're definitely right about the New York, uh, thing but like uh our point you made but also yes i i i mm-hmm. hear you 100 percent, and i agree with it where it's like i feel as though the versatility should be what's celebrated right like that yeah. that's really should be celebrated more than anything else and then same with you guys like nobody sounds like you guys either right so it's like no. that's that's the cool part of it where you're getting all these different unique sort of sounds that um yeah i like you said i i hope that at some point it does and i'm seeing it happen i think we're all sort of in real time like watching it sort of start to really creep up and grow and i hope that it's just like it continues from here because we like you said we are there is so much talent here and so many people doing so many dope creative things mm-hmm. and not biting each other and not, and i think that that's like incredible i love yeah. i love to see that yeah it's it's a beautiful thing time will tell yeah i i think i think that uh, we're only going to get better yeah I agree. I agree. Mo, this has been a really great episode. Like I appreciate you coming on here and like telling us a little about your story background and just being vulnerable and open and like having these conversations with me. And like, I feel like I learned so much today just sitting down with you for this long extended period of time. And I, and I hope that anybody listening as well, uh, feels like they got a lot out of this too. Um, can't we go quite yet? Cause we have the last segment of our show, which is just one question. It's the dream song scenario. And so I'll, mm-hmm. and we call this the open response. Cause it's, again, it's open. It can be anything. So I'll, I'll structure this for you. You get a Mo Pope song. And uh, you can get any artists or producers on this song, Dead or Alive. So you, you can have one to two producers and then three guest artists who would be on Mo Pope's dream song scenario. Again, one, any artist, producers, Dead or Alive. Okay. I'm going to get Timbaland and Radiohead to work together. Okay. On a, on a track. 
I'm gonna get Tom York to do the hook. Okay. With um, Summer Walker. Okay. So Tom York, Summer Walker, gonna heat this up, and then <laughs> I'm gonna get Black Thought, Andre Three Thousand, and um, get Black Thought, Andre Three Thousand, and I don't want to say Kendrick because I think that's too easy. You know, so maybe I do uh, Jada Kiss just to just throw a throw Damn. a weird one in there. You know, just you what know? a mega song! I I, I want to hear this now. Like you know? <laughs> crazy, Radiohead and Timbaland on production with yeah. you, Black Thought, uh, Tom York, Jada Kiss, and Andre Three Thousand, and Summer Walker. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that I was, think that would be a hit. I think so too. <laughs> you stole my line. I'm supposed to say that. I'm like, <laughs> I always say that after everyone. I think it would be a smash hit. Mo took the words right out of my mouth. Amazing. Thank you so much, Mo, for being no here. Doubt. The last thing, quickly, would be to just plug away. Where can the people find you? What do you? And anything, anyone else you want to shout out that maybe you didn't, weren't able to before? Um, yo, shout out to our fine mayor and the. Uh, the mayor's office of arts and culture for just being dope and saying yes, you know, <laughs> and uh shout out to still gold and please find us at stillgold.com and um, support your local artists, please. I love that. I love that. And uh, yeah, all that will be linked in the, in the description. So where you can find still gold on Instagram, their website and all the music that they have been putting out over the, over the, number of years that they've been active um if you're a fan of mo pope and still gold just coming on to us for the first time you can follow us at turntable teachers on instagram tiktok hit up our website turntableteachers.com and of course if you're an artist podcaster or any content creator of any kind make sure you hit us up at aoastudios.org book your session today we offer plenty of services like videography photography mixing and mastering engineering podcasting the list kind of goes on and on mo once again Thank, Thank you. you so much for being here. This is a phenomenal episode. Uh, really excited for this one. Um, as always, I'm Mike. That's Mo Pope with the Turntable Teachers, and class is officially dismissed.